and welcome to this week's episode of the EFICO podcast. Last week, our episode on sexual abuse in the office certainly got us all thinking and reflecting deeply on this rather unfortunate trend in our society. We pray that Ms. N, who wrote in from Abuja, will get an opportunity for a job that will not involve a demand for sex and that she will be successful in securing one soon. For our listeners, our new listeners, the EFICO podcast is a community of professionals, business owners, and people generally looking to learn and improve in their work, in their business, and in their lives. My name is Omag Biche Baru, and I am your online EFICO. Welcome again and stay tuned to find out what we have in store for you today. This week, we are going to deal with a message from one of our old and loyal listeners, Dr. D from Lagos, who runs a medical practice. The doc sent us a WhatsApp message after listening to our podcast and would like to know, and I paraphrase, how do I ensure that I hire the right employees? I have a small team of non-medical staff, but I have struggled with too many recruitment errors. Should I just keep trying and allowing the continuously high staff turnover each year? Well, Doc, I certainly do not think that you should go through all the stress of a recruitment process and after a few months have to exit the people or watch them resign because they were a wrong fit. It must be exhausting and a major distraction from your core job of delivering healthcare. Many organizations and business leaders struggle in the same way that you have described because they are not applying the appropriate techniques for recruitment. I recommend that you should always hire slower than you fire. Here's what I'm saying, that you should take your time to hire the right people. They are out there and you just have to do it the right way. But I know that from listening to your question and thinking deeply about your business, there are many other issues perhaps going on in the organization beyond recruitment errors. For example, how are you doing in terms of your operations and processes? Are they well documented so that even if you have to transition from one employee to another, you can shorten the learning curve without much disruption to your core business operations. Another issue that I think you should consider would be your staffing levels, your manning levels. Perhaps you should be paying attention to ensuring that you build a small amount of redundancy into your staffing so that you can reduce the risk of staff turnovers. Another thing that you can do is to ensure that there are trained backups for each role, even if the backups are in other functions. To decide the optimal staffing or manning level for your team, you should take time to do a proper workforce plan. Think about the service that you want your patients to receive. Think about the operational structures that will deliver this service and the manpower that is required. Planning like this may reveal that you could do with some more hands in certain areas that will help to cushion the impact of your high staff turnover. Now, 
I am recommending these so that in future, you will not be in a hurry to hire the next nice looking CV that you come across, but you'll be more patient with your hiring decisions and you will follow a more rigorous hiring process. So let's talk about the hiring process, all right? So there are two things that I will recommend. First is the use of competency-based recruitment. And secondly, to apply something we call the TORC method, the talk. Uh, let me explore them very quickly. Competencies are the demonstrable knowledge, skills, and behaviors that predict success in any given role. You see, you are a doctor and you are a man of science, so you will appreciate the expression that competencies put science into the management of people. You see, if you have a competency framework for all the jobs in your hospital based on the observation over time in a scientific process of what works and what doesn't work, then you will have been able to codify for every single job what it actually takes to succeed. With a competency framework, therefore, you can predict the combination of skills, behaviors, and knowledge that will create success. You can use your competency framework to determine the kind of assessment that you will use for prospective hires so that your hiring decisions are more scientific. Let me give you an example. So let's say, for example, that if one of the competencies for your finance manager or your finance officer or your accountant is the ability to reconcile bank balances with the ledger, then during your interview, instead of asking a question like, what is a bank reconciliation? Or how do you carry out a bank reconciliation? And the person can, you know, give you some of the old notes that they have from university. All you need to do is to give the candidates a real-life bank statement and a real-life extract from your peach tree or your QuickBooks and ask the person right there and there to reconcile it. The candidate will either demonstrate a competency or not. So my first recommendation, use competency-based assessments during your recruitment process. You see, competency-based recruiting is a very broad topic with plenty to explore, but I have sort of basically introduced some of the basics to you so that you can get started. The second quick recommendation that I'd like to make is to use the TORC, T-O-R-C. It's the threat of a reference call. So here's what you will do. Every time you are hiring people, Tell all your prospective hires that you are going to call their former managers or HR managers to do a background check on them. Immediately you engage with them when you get their CV, request that they should provide the names and phone numbers of their previous managers right away. Here's what you're going to find, Doc. You're going to find that the high-quality candidates will provide the information very quickly. While those who do not have a good track record, the recruitment errors in the making will be hesitant and they will make up all sorts of stories and excuses. They will tell you that they haven't heard from their manager in a long time, that they lost their phone. They will tell you all sorts of things because they know 
that if you call their previous manager, they are going to get a negative reference. My recommendation, immediately drop such candidates from your shortlist. They are clearly not remarkable enough to continue with the recruitment process and will most likely not be valuable to your team. Now, beyond the threat of the reference call, I also recommend that you follow through with the reference calls and confirm from their previous supervisors the quality of their work by just asking two simple questions. Question number one, how will you rank so-so-and-so candidate amongst all professionals that you have worked with on a percentile basis? Will they be part of your top 10%, your bottom 5%, your middle 50%, and so on? And then second question, and even more powerful question, will you recruit this person if given a chance again? You see, it's a simple yes or no question. And you will find the answers to these two questions very useful in helping you to decide. Finding the right people, reducing recruitment errors and staff turnovers are very important for the success of any organization. And I also hope that you, our listeners, have gained something valuable from the question from Dr. D. Remember, look at your workforce plan. Improve your internal processes. Do not be in a hurry to hire. Hire for attitude and cultural alignment. Use competency-based assessments and apply the TORC, the threat of a reference call to shortlist candidates and actually make the reference calls to determine how remarkable each of your candidates are. If you would like to ask questions regarding your personal, professional, or organizational development and have them discussed in a professional way for the benefit of a larger audience on this program, please send us an email to questions at onlineethico.com. Questions at O-N-L-I-N-E-E-F-I-K-O.com. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to keep listening and learning with us, please visit www.onlineethico.com. Click on the podcast and subscribe to the podcast. You can also go back and listen to some of our old episodes and the rich content that is available. Until next time, my name is Omag Bishé Barrow, and I am your online F.